Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective bonus content and another edition of the Retrospectors. Whoa. Each episode, I invite a guest, in this case, guests today, whom I may be really close to or haven't spoken to in a while, and we uh, talk about a movie that they love or means a lot to them for any matter of reasons. And as we discuss this film of choice, we strengthen the bonds of friendship. Am I right? And in doing so, we officially welcome them into the spectral realm as a retro specter and a member of the RCR family. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by two guests, as mentioned. First of all, a recurring guest on the pod, but it's been a minute. We welcome back Mr. Alex Fry. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. And uh, we're not alone today, are we, Fry? No, we are not. Today, we are joined by my father. <laughs> yeah. I am your father. There. Oh, nice. God, we're good. We're going off on the bat already. Uh, Mr. Fry was uh, my former finite teacher back in the day, and yeah. now he's just my friend Fry's dad. How about that? How about is that, that? Is that an upgrade or a downgrade? <laughs> I think it's an upgrade. Huge. Totally. Uh, yeah, well, now he gets to now he gets to cuss in front of you without yeah, now I can that. swear on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we just did it behind your back in high school. It's great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, welcome, gentlemen. This is a first, our first father-son duo on the pod. Nice. Uh terrific to have you guys. Um, I already kind of introduced how I know your dad, Fry, but I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the pod, but how do we know each other, Fry, or, or how do we met? What what are the origins of us? I don't know if I've ever told this story on the pod, but it is one that I love telling. So I'm going to say it again. Amazing. It, we met in seventh grade. I was, we had a mutual friend, Ian Pittman. Shout out. Shout out. I played baseball with Ian the summer before. And so I knew him. We met, you and I met in academic lab or study hall, as some may call it. Yes. Academic lab. We had the same English teacher and our English teacher had a board in the, her room where she encouraged students to write whatever they wanted, called it the graffiti board. Uh -huh. And Carter would always write, I got good grammar. And God, he, spelled, was funny. he wow. spelled it poorly. And it was funny every time. When I first met Carter, Ian introduced mm -hmm. us and I said, Oh, you're the guy who said I got good grammar. Wow. And that was probably 12 years ago at this point. And that's my legacy. That's uh, I have good grammar from this day forward. I love it. Um, And so then, and then I met your father. I don't know if I met, did I, did I come over to your house at all? Or did I meet him in, in, I don't know. In high I don't school? think so because we had a really small house at that point. I want to say that we met eighth grade when you guys were on the same basketball team and your dad was a coach. Yes. Probably when I met you the first time. What did, what were your impressions? Was I a good guy? Did I have good grammar? Great guy. Was... Yeah. No, super great guy. I really enjoyed uh, watching you play. Of course, like your dad, your mom were great. And I uh, I had previously had your sister in class. Yes. Shout so, out Haley. Um, yes. Shout out Haley. So, uh, yeah. So I was aware of the family um, through that. And I think... Your dad, big YMCA guys, as am I. So oh, yeah, he used to inter, uh, interact at the Y. I'm a little earlier in the morning, I think, than he is now due to 
scheduling, but you know, same, same. Yeah, that 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 was our first uh uh interaction. Beautiful. And can you say live on the pod who was the better student between my my sister and myself or your son? You can throw him in there as well. Oh wow. No, I think that you were all really, really good students. I, I didn't have answer. your I didn't have your sister in finite. I had her in pre-calculus. I'm gotcha. Pre-calculus. So it'd be hard to it would be hard to cross-reference things. That's a good answer. And it's been a quick, it's been a quick minute. All very good students that I enjoyed having in class and would have in class again. Incredible. Well, yeah. if I if I want to go back to high school, I know where to go and knew, know who to teach me. So I, you both can teach me now because you're both educators, which is yes. great. so yeah. excited for you. But today, this is a great segue. We're, you're going to educate us in a movie today. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close up. And uh, it's going to be wonderful. Would you gentlemen like to tell the people? What we're talking about today, what movie we're discussing. Today, we have chosen the 1980s comedy classic, Spaceballs. Once upon a time warp, deep in outer space, there lived the most sinister villain in the universe, Dark Helmet. I can't breathe in this thing! Starring Mel Brooks. It's for you. As President Scrooge. Who is it? Daphne Zuniga as Princess Vespa. Daughter of Roland, King of the Druids. Funny. She doesn't look Druish. John Candy hey, as Bart. Wow! Wow! Give me paw! Bill Foon as Lone Star. as the magnificent yogurt. Don't make a fuss. I'm just plain yogurt. Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet. Why don't we take a five-minute break? Spaceball. The movie. Smoke if you got him. And may the Schwartz be with you. baby yes we are the space ball mel brooks i've forgotten that there was a theme song i oh it's yeah. so good when i watched the movie i rewatched it this week um i, re- I remember the actual words to the chorus but i'll yeah. save that for not really good the public. you can send that to me and i can that can be my ringtone for you if you'd like <laughs> do people still have ringtones i don't know but uh, wonderful. Let me give uh, some some background of this movie really quick, and then we can kind of dig into why you guys chose this movie, uh, which has been a long time coming. I remember I told you about this like it had to be like almost a year ago when I was like, hey, yeah. do you want to talk about Spaceballs? And <laughs> it's been a while. At so. least it's been a while. But um, yeah. So let me give some background and then we'll get into it. Um, as you mentioned, 1987 Spaceballs directed by Mel Brooks, of course, uh, written by Mel Brooks, Thomas Meehan, and Ronnie Graham. Uh, when the nefarious Dark Helmet hatches a plan to snatch Princess Vespa and steal her planet's heir, space bum for hire Lone Star and his clueless psychic Barf fly to the rescue. Along the way, they meet Yogurt, who puts Lone Star wise to the power of, quote, the Schwartz. 
Can he master it in time to save the day? Starring Bill Pullman, Rick Moranis, Mel Brooks, Daphne Zuniga, John Candy, George Weiner, and Joan Rivers. Uh, Fry, actually, Drew, I'll start with you since you're, okay. the, el- you're the elder statesman on the pod today. Yes. Um, when was the first time you watched this movie? Did you see this in theaters? Or- oh, absolutely, in theaters. And I remember uh, the advertisement, the preview for it uh-huh. at the theater. I don't remember what movie I was seeing, but they came out and on uh, on the screen was a big thing that said space. Mm-hmm. And then Mel Brooks walks out of a door that was in the E and he turns around and he looks up and he goes, where's the balls? <laughs> And then it pans out and it's space, you know, and so just hysterical. And I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie. So absolutely saw it um, probably the weekend it opened, although that wasn't as big of a deal back in the 80s mm-hmm. to see it opening weekend. Like there wasn't huge lines and stuff. But yeah, no, I totally saw it in the theaters. Incredible. And yeah. did you show your your son it or did Fry, did you come to it on your own or, or what happened there? He definitely showed it oh, to no. me and my brother when we were kids. That's a, you know, when you, you get kids, there are certain things that you want them to experience. Uh-huh. And they there are certain movies that they have to watch. And like Spaceballs is a must-see film. Of course. For everyone, I think. Even if, would you agree, even if you haven't seen Star Wars? Or would you, it obviously enhances it, but do you still think? It does that- enhance it, but no, it's hilarious without Star Wars. I agree. I agree. That's funny. I was having a movie night uh, with my college roommates one year, and one of them had his girlfriend with us, and she was going to watch. And so I was like, we should watch Spaceballs. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. And he is also a big Star Wars guy, but he was of the opinion that she couldn't watch it because she hadn't seen Star Wars yet. Mm -hmm. But we outvoted him, and they went into his room and didn't watch Spaceballs with us. Tough. They missed out. Yeah. yeah. Big L for them. Um, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think, so, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I discovered, I didn't discover Star Wars, like, from my parents. I discovered it from my friend. I watched episode one the first time. That was the first Star Wars movie I ever watched. Okay. Um, so, I think, I don't know if I saw Spaceballs before I saw, like, the old star, like the original star Wars. So I don't oh, know yeah. if the first time I watched it, I appreciated the, all the references that, are, that were being dropped. So uh, I think it definitely enhances it, but you can definitely watch it on your own, but I was definitely a kid, but my parents didn't show it to me. I had to find this on my own. So mm-hmm. Mark and Michelle, if you're listening, I did it. So wonderful. <laughs> um, gentlemen, why have you chosen this movie today? What's, what's the significance for you? Why were you like, yes, Spaceballs, this is the one. I always call Spaceballs my favorite comedy of all time. Nice. And I have for years. I think it still holds up to this day for me personally. And it was one of the first movies that I remember him showing me and my brother as a kid. So it has a lot of sentimental value for us as well. Yeah, I mean, start, start for me, you know, Star Wars was such uh, a humongous movie. I mean, I saw that in theaters as well. The first one in 77. And, you know, such a big part of growing up in that milestone movie, I guess. I don't know if milestone's the right word, but um, so I wanted my kids to see that. And then 
I love slapstick comedies. You know, I would say Spaceballs is definitely a, a top five movie for me. Um, as far as comedies go, it's timeless. I could watch it whenever, wherever. And I laugh just as hard now as I did the first time I saw it. I mean, it's just hysterical. All the jokes hit. They all they, hit. They still do. I rewatched it they this do. week and I was like, these all still hit. This is incredible. Especially if you're a, a Mel Brooks friend. Uh, have you seen all the other, have you seen other Mel Brooks movies, Fry? Or has he shown you like Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein? Yeah. yeah. So, Bla uh, not Blazing Saddles. Spaceballs was the first one that he showed me, but one Christmas he got me the Mel Brooks collection, which had Spaceballs, History of the World Part One, Blazing Saddles, you know, a bunch of the classics. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. So we have seen them, but I even liked High Anxiety, which I don't think anybody has seen. It's <laughs> I like haven't a seen it. It's a Turner Classic Movies kind of deal, but it's really, really good. I mean, he's just, he's a genius. Yes, nope. and he's still kicking. A History of the World Part yeah. Two is out now. I don't know if you guys have watched it. It's on Hulu. So we've we've watched a couple episodes together, but we haven't finished it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And Mel Brooks is like ninety something now, so he's yeah. and he's still putting it out. So I love it. Um, we're gonna get into the movie and all the things we like about it, but I want to first hop into the time capsule uh, with a segment we call Great Scott. Great Scott. And uh, I'm just gonna give some. Uh, some things that were happening around the time that uh, probably Fry Sr. over there remembers. Maybe he doesn't, but this is an education for Fry that I uh, discovered as I was going through. Um, some of the top songs in 1987, uh, of course, number one on the Billboard Top 100 was Walk Like an Egyptian. I know you're familiar. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I Want to Dance with Somebody, Big Whitney Houston year, uh, Living on a Prayer. Here I go again. This was a great year in music as I was. Great hair year. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, top movies. We already talked about uh, Spaceballs, obviously, but this was also the year of Princess Bride, uh, Predator, Full Metal Jacket, Robocop. This was a heck of a year at the movies, too. Dirty Dancing and uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. So great wow. year at the movies. I don't know if that was uh, the movie you saw when you saw the preview for Spaceballs, but who knows? Huge, yeah, probably. <laughs> I've seen all those movies in the theater except for probably Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing is a. Uh, I watched that uh, this past summer in like outside in the lawn in in like Lincoln Park this summer, and people were dancing in the in the aisles. It was great. Um, some events that happened in 1987. Uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. That happened wow. this year. Yeah. Uh, also, this was the origin of when we all got Rickrolled. Never going to give you up released this year. Um, so that was oh. Rick Astley's debut there with that. So love that. And then I just wrote this down because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, the first KFC restaurant in mainland China opened. So Ooh, wow. Take that to the bank. There's some trivia for you. Uh, back to this movie. This movie had a $22 million budget, which was one of more on the expensive side for Mel Brooks movies. Uh and it made $38 million, which uh, is pretty good considering 1987. Yeah. Uh, and it uh, made it just above outgrossed um, Star Trek The Voyage Home. So there you go. I haven't seen that. I actually haven't seen any of those old Star Trek films, actually, because I'm a, a Star Wars loyalist, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I so, saw them because they were events yeah. you know, when I was there. But yeah, they didn't stick with me. Yeah. Like Star I was watching that. Yeah, and obviously the Star Spaceballs parodies Star Trek a little bit too, so yeah. you get a little of that background. Um, 
how did this movie come to be? I don't know if you guys know uh, anything about this, but I'll I'll give you a little background on how this movie came to be. Uh, uh, this is from Mel Brooks' perspective, so I'm speaking in his in his uh, first person. Uh, my son Max loved the Star Wars movies. I take him to various showings of them. For his tenth birthday, he had a Star Wars themed birthday party, and the kids loved it. So I thought science fiction. There's a genre I haven't wrecked yet. So. He uh, he said it was a genre rich with opportunities for devastating satire. Uh, so he and his screenwriters kind of embarked on this script. Uh, I don't know if either of you have watched It Happened One Night, uh, the Frank Capra movie, 1930s. No. Uh, but the plot of Spaceballs is kind of similar to that. Uh, this movie was the first movie to kind of sweep the Oscars and all the five big five categories in 1934. Uh, so... In that movie, it's a story of a runaway heiress who escapes her marriage by fleeing on her wedding day uh, from a very rich uh, but very dull groom. And she subsequently right. falls in love with an attractive, wise guy, commoner. So it's done. So there you go. Um, so they basically I, took that plot. Uh, I just got that. Prince <laughs> <laughs> Attaboy. Uh, so took that same plot, shoved it into space. And then it's interesting because he had conversations with George Lucas about it. Like he wanted to get his blessing before he kind of did it, uh, which was cool. So Brooks talked with George Lucas on parodying star Wars. And the only caveat that George Lucas had, which I think is fascinating is that you can't make any action figures based on the movie. Cause George Lucas was like, they'll look too similar to mine. And I like have, I've done the whole merchandising thing. I've like toyified star Wars. So like hands off. So that was his only caveat, which I thought was hilarious. So, um, so yeah. And then uh, Brooks also had Lucas's company handle all the post-production uh, stuff saying that he was playing ball with the people who could have said no. So he kind of gotten in touch with the right people so they wouldn't, shut it down and Lucas loved the movie. So he has the blessing and he said he couldn't stop laughing all that jazz. Good. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that is cool. That has to be where the inspiration for one of the scenes in the movie where Mel Brooks, his character yogurt just <laughs> has an entire little shopping mall in his home with a bunch of space with balls, merchandise. Stuff, yeah. And there's a bunch of space balls, merchandise just littered throughout the movie. Yeah. Space balls, the toilet paper, space balls, the bed sheet. Yeah. It's, Spaceballs, the flamethrower. <laughs> the kids love this one. Yeah. Oh, it's great. We'll talk about that scene later too, because that's one of my favorites. Um, let's get into category we call "You Did It." Congratulations. You did it. Congratulations. And we're gonna talk about what really works in this movie. So, I'll start with you guys. What What works for you? Why is this movie just so awesome? Why do you return to it? It's a lot of, I think, nostalgia because mm -hmm. how much we just laughed whenever they told one of our favorite jokes. We just look at each other and laugh. And it's all of the jokes that do that. There's not, you know, one that just doesn't hit for us. They all do. It's got to be the writing, the directing, <clears throat> all the meta commentary, I think, is outstanding in this movie. It's so my favorite part. If I had to pick one that really shone, it would be the meta commentary. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Drew? I just, I really liked um, how all the jokes hit. And it's not like a, it's not a parody that condescends. Start, like, they're not trying to tell you you shouldn't like Star Wars and they're making fun of you for liking it. Right. It's 
uh, it's a different kind of storyline. I mean, you know, they got the princess and all that stuff. Uh, but then all the characters are just really funny. I mean, John Candy as Barf is hilarious. Bill Pullman as Lone Star is hysteric. I mean, you know, Joan Rivers is the witty, you know, C-3PO character. At, you know, Dick Van Patten as, you know, Princess Vespa's father is just hysterical. I mean, it it all just hit and the the jokes are completely funny and i and i just love rick moranis i mean i yes from his sctv days to bob and doug mckenzie i mean he just cracks me up and i thought he was you know perfect in that part yeah it's 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 wonderful because we have a category that's called like favorite scenes and like this movie is is tough because it's just a bunch of gags i just have like a ton of gags written down like when they're combing the desert and they just have the giant (laughs) comb and Colonel just the fact that his name is Colonel Sanders. And (laughs) even from the very beginning, when like the opening crawl comes down and then it's like, if you can read this, you don't need glasses. Like all these, all these little bits that are just, it just keeps coming. It's like, I can bumper sticker, the bumper sticker on the back of the big ship. I love Uranus. (laughs) Yes. We break for nobody. The bumper sticker on the, on the big ship. Um, And I love, it's not even just like, going back and rewatching it, it's not just like a parody of star Wars, but there's just so many references to like planet of the apes and alien and, and star Trek and, yeah. and all of these, like the, I had forgotten that the, about the John hurt, like chest burster alien scene. In the <laughs> yeah. They're like, it doesn't need to be there at all, but it's just like, Oh, they got John hurt to come in for like five seconds and, and do this quick cameo. It's just. Yeah. And hilarious. then it parodies the Bugs Bunny cartoon, Michigan J frog there at the end. I mean, it's just, yeah. The references keep coming. Um, I had written down just Mel Brooks blend of comedy um, that I just think is, is unmatched. It's very specific and can probably be hit or miss for people. But for me, it's all, it's all hits. Uh, Just the variety of like farce and parody over exaggeration. Like it's all ridiculous and absurd, but as long as you just, if you buckle up for the ride, you're, you're in for it. Um, I like the, also the just the parody of the commercialization of of Star Wars and movies because I think it was just a very uh, foreshadowing thing that we kind of live in this merchandising world now of of the movies and and glorifying movies in that yeah. way. So I thought like Spaceballs the toilet paper and Spaceballs two the search for more money all that is just yeah. terrific that's stuff. Listen about that like that's you know yeah. Um, Fry mentioned it all of the breaking the fourth wall stuff just really really works um when it first starts and and dark helmet just goes everybody got that when they get you're just giving you all the exposition of uh, yeah. everything that you need to know uh and like the camera hits him in the head and things like that which we'll talk about later um which is wonderful um wonderful you guys have anything else or do you want to move on to to favorite scene uh i just wanted to mention the opening crawl and then the slow pan on the ship and it just keeps going keeps going keeps going <laughs> just just start off the movie with such a banger because it just gets it's so funny you think probably like three-fourths of the way through the ship you just can't believe that it's still going and it just it always gets a laugh out of me yeah just the balls to do that like just open your movie with just like a minute shot of this ship going by is is awesome there's there's no dialogue there's no words on the screen it's just a ship slowly going by (laughs) kills me every time it's wonderful um let's move on to favorite scene then um do you guys have a favorite scene or scenes or 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 what do you what are your favorites 
this movie is really hard to pick a favorite scene. It is. But I was able to pick one. It's when they're first chasing uh, Princess Vespa and Dark Helmet is telling them to send warning shots. And the warning shots are just way too close. And so Dark Helmet's like, what are you doing, you idiot? I said to shoot across her nose, not up it. And the gunner turns around, lifts up his visor. His eyes are all crossed. He goes, I'm sorry, sir. I'm doing my best. Careful, you idiot. I said across her nose, not up it. Sorry, sir. Doing my best. Who made that man a gunner? I did, sir. He's my cousin. Who is he? He's an asshole, sir. I know that. What's his name? That is his name, sir. Asshole. Major asshole. And his cousin? He's an asshole, too, sir. Gunner's made first class Philip asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Keep firing, assholes! Keep firing, assholes! <laughs> it's it's think... such, such a great payout for that whole scene. I love it. It is. I love that scene, not just because it's so funny, but there was one time I remember I was a kid. We were watching the movie. He was busy doing something, so he wasn't in the room with us. But he walks out right after that scene, and I turned to him and I said, Dad, they just said keep firing, assholes. And he, I don't remember, I don't know if he remembers this, but he looked at me and I could tell he was trying not to laugh because I was probably <laughs> eight years old and I just said assholes. And he goes, you can't say that. You can't say that. I'm disappointed in you. And I was like, oh, what the Oh, hell? no. You got the disappointed. Oh, yeah. no. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Tough. And it was definitely because my mom was standing right next to him and he had to play it up. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have been like, attaboy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that scene, too. When I watched it this time, I noticed that everyone raises their hand except there's one person that doesn't raise their hand. Who's just not an asshole. I guess I just a great touch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's an awesome scene. Um, what about yeah. you, Drew? Do you have a, do you have a favorite? I, mine is when they uh, are going to ludicrous speed. Where are they? I don't know, sir. They must have hyperjets on that thing. And what do we got on this thing? A Cuisinart? No, sir. We'll find them. Catch them. Yes, sir. Prepare ship for light speed. No, 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 light speed is too slow. Light speed too slow? Yes, we're gonna have to go right to ludicrous speed. <gasps> ludicrous speed? Sir, we've never gone that fast before. I don't know if the ship can take it. What's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? Prepare ship! Prepare ship for ludicrous speed. Fasten all seatbelts. Seal all entrances and exits. Close all shops in the mall. Cancel the three-ring circus. Secure all animals in the zoo. Give me that, you petty excuse for an officer. And, you know, Colonel Sanders objects, and he says, you know, what's the matter, Colonel Sanders? Chicken? Like, <laughs> the fact that they named the character Colonel Sanders for that one line. It's, yes. Like, like that's, the, you know, and it just, and it hits, uh, you know, it's just hilarious. And then, you know, we can't stop. <laughs> We're going too fast. <laughs> oh, <they're> like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then he, you know, he's, they stop and they slam into that. Uh, you know, he slams into it. They've gone plaid as part of that, you know, when they go past. Just uh, good thing you were wearing your helmet. <laughs> yeah. That whole scene's hilarious. And then uh, my other one, the, the, the line gets me every time at the end when they're, um, 
the somebody pressed the self-destruct button. And so they're trying to get off. And of course, the you know, circus clown goes in, you know, the bearded ladies in there and the, the bears. Bear. There. Um and there, yeah, you know, it says, you know, you could press the self just or the uh the, the deactivation, yeah, the cancellation button. Yeah. So they go down there and it's out of order. And he goes, even in the future, nothing works. Like <laughs> just like you know, and, just, and, and the countdown, and they're like, they skip yeah. six, and they're like, "What happened to six? Just kidding." Just kidding. <laughs> it gets uh, to one, three, two, one. Have a nice day. Thank, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my favorite scene is because I just love the meta commentary stuff so much. Where they're like, "Give me the video cassette of Spaceballs, the movie." Yes, and they open the yeah. cabinet, and it's just all his VHSs and. They pull it out and then they fast forward. We're still in the middle of making it. They keep fast forwarding and then, oh, it's great. And he's like, when will that be? Now. Soon. Who? And all of that. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> what the hell am I looking at? When does this happen in the movie? Now. You're looking at now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? We passed then. When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. I love all that. Anyway, it sounds like all our favorite scenes are, are just Rick Moranis, um, who yeah. is just far and away the best part of this movie for me. So, um, And I have to get an honorable mention to the radar getting jammed, too. Um, <laughs> yes. just, they shoot it, a no. jar of jam. Nobody gives me the raspberries. <laughs> And then that guy's doing all the the sound effects. He's like, yeah, I lost yeah, the pickle bloops. Michael yeah. Winslow. I also like. I I also want to mention because I love John Candy in this movie too. Mm-hmm. When uh, they trick the fake stormtrooper, the stormtrooper parody guys, to come into the Winnebago so they can beat them up and steal their suits. He like blows <laughs> kisses at him and gives him the finger, and then they go. They come running in there. <laughs> of course, he has a suit that has the you know dog tail cut out of it, and. <laughs> Yeah, it was classic stuff. It's great. I have to, since we're doing honorable mentions, I'll do uh, when President Scroob is just trying to get beamed down to the to the <laughs> war room or whatever. And he's like, no, this time I'm going to walk. And it just it's just right next door. And, <laughs> and it's next door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that made me think of, his made me think of the chase scene when they're uh, escaping Spaceball 1 mm-hmm. or Spaceball City. And... <laughs> They go through the door, but the guys are in there anyway. And the general or captain is giving them a speech, but all for naught. And then he turns around and it's their stunt doubles. God, that one's <laughs> you so You idiots. Good. You captured their stunt doubles. So good. And, and like Rick Moranis is playing with the dolls. <laughs> oh, your helmet. <laughs> your helmet is so big. <laughs> I have to just mention, uh, this will be a good spot because I just wrote down like a bunch of gags. I like, since they're not just scenes, they're just gags. So I just, yeah, right. this is a good, this is a good spot to mention them. I already mentioned a few of them, but just getting married to Princess Valium, just amazing. Great, yeah. great <laughs> bit. Um, Vespa wearing the earmuffs, the Leia earmuffs. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, what? Take those things off. <laughs> um, Pizza the Hut is just Pizza incredible. Yeah. Um, I I'm just so fascinated by like how they did that. I don't know like what they did or what kind of thing they made, but I just am always like watching that. Like, and he's like eating off the guy next to him is like eating off of him. It's, yeah, awesome. you're delicious. Yeah, 
Pizza um, order out for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when uh, uh, Lone Star's like, give me a reading, and then Barf's like, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> when they're combing the desert and dark helmet, he's got his like sand helmet on. He's got his like he, safari. Yeah. He's talking to, he's got the megaphone. He's talking to Colonel Sanders with it. And then when he turns to talk to the guys away, he just yells. He opens his mask and yells. um and then i had uh i had i'm surrounded by assholes so you got that one um i just like lone just a little detail lone star being from the ford galaxy i just thought that was a nice little (laughs) easter egg to throw in there yeah uh and then i had the spectacular the stunt doubles and the fact that like vespa's just like has a hitler mustache (laughs) why and smoking (laughs) on a stogie <laughs> Tremendous. Uh any anything else you want to mention before we get to like favorite quote? Anything else you want to When he gets when uh uh when Lone Star's lifting the statue and he drops it on Barf's foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yogurt's tomb is wonderful. All Comes the out and it's stuff. all his foot is flat and humongous like a <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Anything else from you, Fry? Any other honorable mentions or I think we might have uh, listed the whole movie at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we should because it deserves yeah. it. So, uh, yeah, I'm good. Beautiful. Um, do you have a favorite quote? Yeah, uh, I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Another one when Lone Star and Barf first rescue the princess, and Barf goes to open up their car, and they're like, "Who are you, Barf? Not in here, Mister. This is a Mercedes." I like in um. I just reminded me when they like have to go set Vesper free, and she's just singing. Nobody knows. <laughs> Tremendous. What about you, Drew? Um, I like the uh, when John Candy says, "I'm a mog, half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend." <laughs> That's one of the best lines ever. And of course, the Colonel Sanders. What are you, what are you, chicken? Chicken. You know. Um, um, one funny thing about that. One year, my younger brother went as Barf for Halloween. Tremendous. And so, huge hit. Huge hit. Oh, yeah. Everyone loved it. And he took a video of him saying that I'm a man. I'm a mog, half man, half dog, and posted on Facebook to uh, universal yeah. acclaim. <laughs> That's tremendous. I'm glad people know, at least got the reference. I get worried about movies as they grow older that with the TikTok generation, these kids won't know, you know? So yeah. that would have been probably, Oh, that would have been like 10, 15 years ago, but yeah, still for a movie from the eighties. Thank God. Yeah, Wonderful. Sure. Uh, my favorite quote is Helmet, what's going on? Sanders. What's going on? It's mega mate. She's gone from suck to blow. What? <laughs> <laughs> When the giant, what do they call it? Mega maid. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just going suck, 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 suck. I just uh, remembered. Sorry. Another <laughs> gag that I love. Another gag that I love is all the walls are like FaceTime screens. And the one time <laughs> she calls President Screw when he's taking a leak, he's just at a uni- He's just at a urinal. I told you to never call me on this wall. This is an unlisted wall. Before she hangs up, she kind of like looks down and then yeah. <laughs> hangs up. Tremendous. Any other quotes or can we, or should I, we move I on? I like you know, one more. When, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, keep them coming. When, when uh, um, he, he gets, when the uh, the king gets Lone Star to rescue his daughter, 
Like, we'll do it for a million. <laughs> she goes, a million? Uh, you're breaking up there. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, there's, there's a movie, Paul. Give me Paul. <laughs> for the listeners, they did just do the give me Paul. <laughs> they did the whole thing just now. The visual gag. Wonderful. When uh, Lone Star and Barb find out that they're chasing down the space balls to get to the princess, and Barb is like, Boss, this isn't worth it. And Lone Star goes, Yes, it is. We're not just doing this for the money. And Barb's like, We're doing it for a shitload of money. <laughs> oh, man. I also, th- you just got me thinking about other bits that I like now. So I love it. Um, <laughs> this can be an honorable mention when they're like, the first, the wedding scene where <laughs> they're like, and everyone start on the right foot. Daddy, that's your left foot. Too late. Keep going. <laughs> Oh man, oh, what you, else is yes, that? Yes, you. Yes, good. You're married. Yes. <laughs> the short version. I'm trying. I'm trying to conduct a wedding, which has nothing to do with love. Now, please be quiet. <laughs> and they like walk down. She like escapes, and she's like, and here she comes walking down the aisle and past the altar, down the ramp, and out the door. <laughs> oh man, there's too many good quotes in this movie. It's hard to there pick are. one. When um, when Scroob is getting beamed, and he ends up like twisted in half and he looks down why didn't anyone tell me my ass was so big <laughs> and what's it, it's not scotty it's snotty is that who snotty, is? Yeah. <laughs> tremendous uh wonderful i th- I think we need to move on um but we could because we could just sit here and quote the whole movie which i'm not mad about um let's move on to houston we have a problem houston we have a problem uh and this is a just a section of the mo- uh the podcast where you know we love we love this movie but there could be things that we uh, didn't like or could have been better. So this is kind of the nitpick section. If you guys have anything that you're like, eh, I could have done without that. So do you guys have anything that you're like, mm, maybe not? I'll be honest. The nostalgia glasses are so thick for me that I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I love it. Right now, I don't have anything. Maybe once you guys get talking or once if you have anything, you get talking. I'll be able to think of something. But right now, I I don't have any. Yeah, problems. I mean, I, it's hard for me to be critical or pick on up i guess like you know they spoofed the ewoks in there a little bit but they didn't really do much the dinks yeah <laughs> yeah you know, that my... look, but that was no you know i could have done without it but i don't like it didn't detract it from me yeah i the only one this one was hilarious that i noticed on this on this rewatch that um on the final kiss with uh between lone star and vespa I don't know if you guys noticed this, but Bill Pullman's eyes are open the whole time and oh. when they're kissing and I'm like, close your eyes. <laughs> it just looks a little creepy. I was like, please stop. Um, but that's a that's a nitpick because, again, I love this movie and I've yeah. got the nostalgia glasses. I'm sure like you could make the argument that like there's just, you know, it's the 80s. So like sexualizing a lot of the women like you have the nurse or like the, the two women in bed with Scroob. Yeah, which, right. Yeah. You know, but again, it's, it's and he doesn't 80s. know their names. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> um, so yeah, I, that's, that's really all I have. I just, everything works tremendously well. Right. Like if you don't yeah, like the, he pops up on the thing and he picks up the magazine and it's upside down. And yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's, that's all I really have. So beautiful. We love this movie. Um, let's move on to, you like me. You really like me. And I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me. And we're going to give out some awards and things like that. But first, I want to just say that at the Oscars, there were uh, 
no nominations for this movie, which is a, a sham, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it won the Stinker Bad Movie Award for Worst Picture, apparently. What? Oh, <laughs> I don't way. know what I don't know what source that is, what award ceremony that is, but when I was looking it up, I was like, come on, man. Um, this was uh yeah, it's 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 scandalous. I don't know if uh, this was a category back in the 80s, but Carter, you mentioned Pizza the Hut. The costume design was really good. That had to have been up there. True. I, I would have nominated yeah. that. It wasn't. Yeah, it definitely was one. But um, I'll just mention the the five best picture nominees this year. If if, uh, if you guys have seen any of them, we'll see. Um, the Last Emperor won best picture. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but that won best picture. Um, Moonstruck, the the Cher Nicolas Cage uh, movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fatal Attraction, which is a banger. Check out Fatal Attraction if you haven't I saw seen that. Sure. Um, Hope and Glory, which I haven't seen. Uh, don't know yeah. what that is. And Broadcast News. Those were the five nominees. Um, Broadcast News, William Hurt? Yes. Uh, okay. William Hurt yeah. and um, oh, what's his name? He plays uh, Marlon. What's his name? <laughs> Albert. No, that's not it. I'll think oh. of it later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the nominees. I think Spaceballs could have slid in there. Who's to say? Um, but let's give out, uh, some awards. Um, we're going to give out the golden Odie, uh, Fry. I I'm sure you're aware of the namesake of this, uh, mm-hmm. of this award. This is an honor drew for your reference. This is an honor of my co-host Jackson. Uh, he has a cat named Odie and he oh, frequently, nice. they frequently just run across the screen sometimes <laughs> during the podcast and we have to stop. Okay. So this is the golden Odie. This is just giving out our award for a best performance or any piece of the movie that you feel deserves some some recognition, a standout. So I'll start with you, Fry. Who are you giving or what are you giving your golden OD to? Yeah, I think the obvious one is uh, Rick Moranis as Dark Helmet. Yeah. <sighs> He's just so good at that. I do think one that's a little underappreciated is the song, the Spaceballs theme song. It's peppered <laughs> in there here and there. It's so good. <laughs> I've talked fun. about it. I remember all the words still. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, what about you, Drew? Do you have a, a goal? Who are you giving your golden OD to? Um, I would. I uh, I appreciate Rick Moranis a ton, but to be different, I would give mine to John Candy. I just thought his presentation as Barf was great. And, you know, it's short for Barfalamule. And, <laughs> like, you know, that tale's got a mind of its own. I mean, he just has, you know, so many different things he does and he does it so well and when he eats his he's like eating his dog food to, to the music you know just it's he's yeah always when i'm eating yeah i'm the uh, matched luggage i'm uh i was gonna give mine to rick moranis too um but for the sake of uh just some variety i'm gonna give mine to mel brooks as president scroob and also <laughs> as the writer and director of the movie too. Yeah. Pretty good. He's a pretty, pretty funny guy, believe it or not. Um, and then our, on the flip side, we give out a squeaker, uh, to uh, a performance that, you know, maybe, or anything, a movie that you're like, nah, that was a low point. So Fry, who are you giving your squeaker to, or what are you giving your squeaker to? Oh man, I guess one thing that I just is, I guess it's just a scene when, dark helmet like puts on the the king suit to trick vespa to come out and he's like fool do you like okay that what that didn't feel earned to me i guess that would be my razzie fair 
Squeaker. Squeaker. How dare you? Don't you sorry, dare ascribe a Razzie to this award. <laughs> squeaker. That's my squeaker. Thank you. Uh, Drew, what about you? Do you have a squeaker to give out? Oh. It's tough. He loves it too much. It is. It's it's really hard. I, I mean, I think to the, uh, um, you know, similar when he tricks Lone Star with the ring. And they drops it down the grate. Like that was pretty funny, but you fell for the oldest trick in the yeah. book. Um no, I don't have any squeakers. Sorry. Amazing. Um, well, I'm kind of taking the route you are because I'm giving the squeaker to the Academy for uh, not nominating uh Spaceballs. So I'll oh, well, give the squeaker to whoever whatever platform said it was a terrible movie. There you yeah. go. The like, if you don't like I, you know, and I get that slapstick comedies and you know parodies and stuff like that aren't everybody's cup of tea but if it is it's funny yeah if funny is funny you know like you can't yeah. quantify if, if it makes you laugh it makes you laugh so screw that wonderful all right those were our squeakers um let's move on to surely you can't be serious surely you can't be serious i am serious and don't call me Shirley. and this is our little segment where i have found some trivia facts about this movie uh, just little tidbits that you guys may or may not have known. And uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to share them with you and you're going to be like, whoa, you're going to be like, yeah, I knew that. Uh, wonderful. Uh, my first one is that the Millennium Falcon uh, from Star Wars, obviously makes a cameo in the movie. Did you know this? Oh no. I feel like I might've known that, but I've forgotten it. Where does it show up? There is a, uh, there's a close look at, there's an exterior shot when they're at the space diner. And it's spot parked there among other space vehicles. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. When mm -hmm. they're out there. Um, <laughs> and George Lucas, again, he gave them permission to do that when he read the screenplay and the production design. He's like, sure, you can put that in there. So, again, George Lucas, good guy. Um, the scene in which Dark Helmet is playing with his dolls that we talked mm -hmm. about, huh? um, that is not in the screenplay. Um, the writer, uh, Mel Brooks, came up with the idea on set and Rick Moranis improvised that whole scene. So, <laughs> that's not amazing. in the script him playing with the dolls was not scripted which that's such a great scene tremendous no, not see playing with the dolls again good <laughs> um the uh the chest bursting scene in the diner uh that we mentioned uh john hurt who plays obviously plays that role in alien who came back and reprised his role claimed that mel brooks talked him into the, the role by making it sound like it would be a brief walk-on cameo and then when Hurt came to the set, did he realize that they were doing the whole chest bursting scene? So he was like, he should have paid me. So <laughs> he was a little uh, not happy with that. Um, but an awesome scene nonetheless. Um, the escape pod launch sequence that we see um, mm -hmm. is actually unused footage from Star Wars A New Hope uh, provided to Mel Brooks by Lucasfilm. So huh. it just straight up gave them that shot um, of the nice. escape pods huh. launching out. So kind of cool. Um, the original choice to play Lone Star, do you guys have any idea who instead of Bill Pullman, who it might have been? No idea. Um, the this is a rumor, but uh, James Kahn was the original choice to play Lone yeah. Star, uh, of Godfather fame, obviously. Um, but unfortunately, at this time, he was struggling with addiction issues, so uh, he was deemed too expensive to insure, so that's Ooh. tough. Um, and Brooks also tried to get like Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise, and they were like, no thanks. <laughs> we don't want to. I think Tom that. Hanks would have been okay. I think Bill Pullman turned out to be perfect. Yeah. And this was like one Just of his first roles. Enough. Yeah. 
right before he like the big independence day blow up when he got like recognizable so yeah um the original choice for colonel sanders was steve martin which i thought would be amazing oh Oh, yeah that would have been great that would have been incredible um the uh co-writer ronnie graham who wrote the screenplay uh he plays the priest uh performing the uh, wedding ceremony so (laughs) and i think he's awesome yeah absolutely um this is a weird one tesla motors um, they use Spaceballs Starship speeds as inspiration for their naming acceleration modes. So they oh. have light speed, ridiculous speed, ludicrous speed, and plaid speed, um, which is uh, so didn't random. Even, didn't even get it right. No, they, they messed up. <laughs> ludicrous speed is plaid. Yeah. No, oh, whatever. I mean, do you, do you expect Elon to understand funny? No. No. Um, he doesn't. And, do no, he doesn't. And he won't fight Zuckerberg. What's going on? Um, and my final my final tidbit for you is um, you obviously know um, Mel Brooks history of the world part one ends with a joke suggesting that the sequel will feature a segment Jews in space, which yes. is basically space balls when you <laughs> think about essentially it. space balls. Yeah. Just wonderful foreshadowing there. I love it. Um, the Bechtel test, gentlemen, do you know what the Bechtel test is for a movie? I do. Would you like I to ex- explain Fry what the Bechtel test is? So the Bechdel test uh, is kind of a new feminist uh, mark for whether a movie has enough female representation. It's if two women, two or more women talk to each other for five or more minutes, not about a male character in the movie. Right. Is it five or more minutes? I think. I don't know if there's even like a timestamp that they put on it, but but you're right that yeah. it's if if two women talk, it's actually two named women, not like two yeah. background characters okay. um, who talk about something other than a man. Um, and I'm, I hate to say, but it does not pass the Bechtel test, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, was it was to, the '80s. <laughs> I was trying to think if there was anything that could possibly in there be in there, and the only thing I could think is when, right after Vespa and Joan Rivers take off they're talking in the car a little bit but i guess they talk about her wedding so yeah which would kind of yeah it's like always like like yes it might but not really so like if you're on the fence i always just kind of go no but yeah that's whatever it's the 80s what can you do um the rick dalton meme test which is one of my favorite tests um is the leonardo dicaprio meme where he's pointing at the screen if they say the name of the movie in the movie Mm mm-hmm and I'm happy to say that they do many <laughs> times. Uh, so yes, it passes the Rick Dalton meme test. So wonderful. Um, and then our final segment coming up is the list is life. But I want to just ask if there's anything we missed that you guys want to mention that we haven't talked about yet that you that you feel needs to be voiced. Um, if not, you can just give uh, your final opinion on Spaceballs. Uh, I was just thinking during the the final lightsaber fight between Lone Star and Dark Helmet. Mm-hmm. And Dark Helmet like swings and kills one of the production guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The fourth wall break. And he just goes, uh, he did, he it. did it. What? <laughs> I also love that in that scene too, you can like before like Lone Star starts doing the backflips, they just straight up show that it's the stunt double before they before yeah. he starts doing <laughs> flips. It's just it's wonderful. And that's also when he's like, I'm your father's brother's former yeah, college roommate. Former roommate. <laughs> and what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> which is what you're about to be. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. 
Let's see if you can use it. Handle it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, what about you, Drew? Anything we missed that uh, you feel needs to be said? When, uh, you know, she's the princess and, um, you know, she's got the matched luggage and all the hair stuff and everything else. But then she, like, she takes the gun and shoots all of them. Like, you know, <laughs> my hair. they're in that balance either. Yeah, she so as soon as her hair gets singed, then she's like off the hook and kills them all. And of course, all of their deaths are backflips and all of a sudden, pretty, you know. And which John is, Rivers is like, that was good for Rambo. Yeah, yeah. No, just tremendous. Um, my final one I'm just gonna mention, um, uh, that we haven't mentioned yet is um, just Dark Helmet's intro when he walks over to the radar and it's it's the Mr. Coffee machine, mm-hmm. and then they just slide over and it says Mr. Radar on top. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, final, final thoughts uh, on Spaceballs before I uh, move on to the list as life here. Uh, I said it earlier. Spaceballs is my favorite comedy and that's just, it's still true to this day. I can't think of anything that makes me laugh as hard as Spaceballs does. Yeah. Just an, just an all time classic. Yeah. It's timeless. Truly timeless. And of course, it's a movie that, you know, I share with, you know, both of my kids and we all think it's hilarious and we all love it and we all like to watch it. So and we'll just quote it to each other all the time. Yeah. It's one of those. Will you show your children Fry someday when you. uh... Oh, absolutely. And I'll make sure he's there. Yeah, absolutely. It's a generational occurrence. now. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'll be there, too, with you. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Our door is always open for you. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's move on to the final segment, which is The List is Life. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. And uh, as Fry knows, but maybe not uh, your dad knows, I have a list of every movie I've ever seen ranked. Uh, and it is now at... Um, let's see, scrolling down. 2,629 movies I'm at. So pretty good numbers, I'd say. (laughs) Um, And I'll tell you boys where I have Spaceballs ranked uh, on my list um, after this conversation. And I'm I'm happy to report that Spaceballs is at number 312 on my list. So that is... Did you give it, what, four four stars? Three? three? I I gave it four stars, yes. I love this movie. And uh, again, it's timeless. It's nostalgia. It's one of those movies you can excuse the things that other people will be like, but what about this? And you're Mm -hmm. like, screw you it's space balls so so yeah um, I, I ask you what it's above and below it's neighbors you may uh it is above mary poppins Ooh. Um, which, high praise and uh it's below uh the untouchables which i think came out this year too actually um okay. which is uh kevin costner sean connery yeah. good movie um so yeah it's a uh, that's very high praise and i love all mel brooks movies there's not one i don't like and I need to see High Anxiety now, I guess. Anxiety, so I add, that, yeah. add that to my watch list, writing it down right now. Beautiful. With that, gentlemen, we're done. We did it. We talked Spaceballs. How do you feel? Nice. Great. Yeah. Great. My first podcast. I'm very excited. <laughs> and, indeed. Uh, this, will be, uh, this will be out. Well, people will know that it's out today because it's out today. They're listening to it. It'll be out Tuesday. So... Take a listen to it and uh and yeah, thank you guys for coming on. This was really cool that we finally got you guys on after after yeah. a year and talking Thanks about it. 
And uh, yeah. we'd love to have you back on. Fry, you're a frequent guest. We'll have you back on soon on the main on the main Sheboygan. And uh, yeah, it'll be great. And then, uh, of course, Drew, you're welcome back anytime. If there's anything else you want to talk, I'd love to do it. Yeah, so. that'd be great. I'm going to play this podcast uh, in class for my students on Tuesday. Oh, beautiful. Did we curse? <laughs> did we curse enough for them? A couple times, hopefully. No, <laughs> none of I'll my... None of my students have found any of the podcasts that I've been on, which I'm uh, thankful for, I think, at this point. But <laughs> keep it that way. When Listen, when they graduate, you'll be like, when they graduate, I'll send it to them. Yeah. I did this really cool thing and mm-hmm. it'll be great. Wonderful. And you, uh, uh, Drew, you'll play this to your class on Monday, I'm sure. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> He's got One- high schoolers. They can handle it better than mine. Yeah, they've heard words. And you should just you should show them space balls in class. And then you're like, now listen to me talk about it. I should. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys again. What's this the was great. Probability of that. <laughs> True. Wonderful. Well, thank you, gentlemen. This was great. Good talking to you guys. And yeah, uh, you too. And uh, yeah. Bye.